Hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of Property School, my new little project for this year. School has officially started a brand new term at Property School. You're my student. I'm your teacher, Lexi Carducci. I'm your property fairy godmother. Uh, now, before I introduce myself, I wanted to tell you kind of what's coming up in this first episode. So you may have heard about what people are calling these kind of property rental scams. I know it doesn't sound great. Um, so I want to tell you how to avoid them because it's such an awful thing to happen. Um, and these people are clever, believe it or not. These scammers are clever. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Um, and yeah, they've become more and more sophisticated. So I wanted to make some points of what to look out for so you don't fall victim to one of these horrendous scams. So before I crack on with that, I want to do a little introduction to myself. So I'm Lexi Carducci. My whole life pretty much revolves around property. Uh, if you're watching this or if you're listening to this um, because you found me on socials, I'm at Lexi Carducci. And as you will see, my entire life revolves around property. Um, I'm a property finder. So think Kirsty and Phil on location, location, location. I help people when they are relocating to London um, or if they're looking for a new home in London. Most of my clients are looking to rent rather than buy um, but I deal with a little bit of both because on the other side I'm actually a developer and investment landlord myself in London so yeah like like I said all my days are filled with property my boyfriend he used to be my estate agent that's another story for another day <laughs> I'll dive into that one at another time um but he owns his own chain of estate agencies he's also a developer as well um so yeah I can't escape it I've succumbed to it and here we are <laughs> so that's what's brought me to doing this podcast it's called property school um it's a podcast it's a video cast so wherever you want to watch or listen you can um you can obviously listen wherever you might be listening now um on any uh, podcast platform wherever you get your podcasts uh, or it's on IGTV and it's on YouTube as well so have a little watch or a listen wherever you fancy and um, the reason I wanted to do this and I wanted to make it like short sharp bursts was because I think podcasts and you know little video casts are the best way to learn and take in information because you can watch them or listen to them when you're doing anything like I'm, I put on podcasts in the morning when I'm doing my hair when I'm doing my makeup when I'm doing house chores like washing up when I'm traveling um, so if one of your new year resolutions is to listen to more podcasts or watch more informative videos you are in the right place so thank you so much for joining me um, and my why I wanted to talk to you about why I am doing this um I always think well I read a book recently which was called oh my gosh what was it called I think it was called start with why um that yeah your why is so much more important than the what you're doing or how you're doing it why are you doing it so the reason that I'm doing this podcast video cast the reason why I'm doing property school in itself is because I wish I knew all this stuff 10 years ago property is forever changing um it's kind of like I want to make it fun basically and it's kind of you know it's I've got very stereotypical um you know you can't get into property unless you've got loads of money um that is definitely not the case and in these episodes I'm going to be showing you why that is so true um and why you don't have to start with loads of money to work your way into property um but the things that we're going to cover tips for first-time buyers the basics so what actually is a mortgage um I've got a funny story about my very first mortgage that did not go to plan <laughs> so it's all about learning and, and just sharing what um 
the things that I didn't know 10 years ago, but what I do know now and also what I'm learning on my journey, because I don't think, you know, although I brand myself as a property expert, uh, my boyfriend hates that. <laughs> but that's really to just tell you guys what my niche is and what I'm focusing on, because I do not think that you can actually be an expert in anything. I think you're forever learning. And that's definitely me. <laughs> so going back to what we're going to cover, um, basics. What is a mortgage? What is stamp duty land tax that you may have heard thrown around? How to begin an investing in property, property strategies, green homes, um, loads and loads of different things to do with property. And of course, if you've got any ideas as well, or you'd love to hear more about a particular thing involved in property, please let me know. I would love to hear about them and hopefully cover them um, in property school, of course. So um, another little note is to get revising, okay? So listen very carefully or watch very carefully, depending how you're listening or watching, um, because at the end of every episode of Property School, I've got a quiz for you. Yes, you're going to sit down and do a little test. Because <laughs> for me, um, I learn by doing. So yeah, I'm going to be testing you at the end of this, okay? <laughs> so this episode is all about how not to get scammed by landlords. And if you're listening to this, I put landlords there in inverted commas. <laughs> Um, people that are pretending to be landlords. There have been so many of these recently. Um, last year, BBC News reported that action fraud discovered 4,300 people had been conned out of £6.4 million, which is just mad. There's multiple stories that you might have seen of these um, scams of people paying deposits for a property that isn't actually on the market. Um, they've been finding these adverts on Facebook Marketplace. There's been fake Airbnb links. Um, the people that are pretending to be landlords have kind of created stories of why they can't show the property. And most of them are using the current situation that we're in, also of COVID, as an excuse that they can't actually be present at the property or you can't go and view it. So these are all alarm bells I'm going to teach you in this episode to watch out for. Um, and then basically these poor people that have been scammed would turn up at the property ready to move in. Um, and then the actual owner of the property will kind of be like, uh, what are you doing here? This place isn't for rent. So and then, of course, they're like, damn, I've been scammed. Try and get back in contact with the scammer. And of course, they've disappeared in thin air. So it's a nightmare and I don't want this to happen to any of you. So some of the stories that you might have heard of, someone in Northampton was left £1,490 out of pocket. Similar thing happened to someone in Stoke-on-Trent who was conned out of £1,000. And then there was a teen who was scanned out of £1,000 for her dream property in Leeds. And it's just, it's such a shame because moving house should be so much fun and not stressful. But I do appreciate the current market situation right now, particularly in London is chaotic. It's madness. And um, stay tuned in another episode, by the way, because I will be covering how you can kind of make sure you're first through the door and how to go about the rental market. So I will be covering that in another episode. Um, so like I said earlier, these scammers have become so much more sophisticated. They're doing things, and I don't want to go into too much detail here because I don't want to give people ideas, but they're doing things like using pictures of old properties online, um, or they're using things that are advertised on the sales market, but they're actually stealing those pictures and are pretending that that property is theirs and that it's for rent. Um, so it's not just like they've pulled up random pictures, they're using actual properties, which is just, it's so sly and it's so cheeky. So that is why we're here today to tell you how to not fall victim to these scams. And these are my top tips. So number one, do not use social media, like those places I listed earlier, Facebook, Airbnb, 
Gumtree um, to rent properties. Those are great websites in themselves, obviously, but they are not property websites. They're not where you should be looking to get a long-term rental. Airbnb, um, you might associate with property, but Airbnb is short-term accommodation. It's like a hotel, isn't it? You're only going to be staying there one night, two nights. So for someone, they shouldn't be advertising long-term rentals on Airbnb. So if you do see a long-term rental on Airbnb, um, it's, yeah, it's a red flag. <laughs> use So the way around that is to use legitimate estate agencies. Um, and you might be thinking, well, how do I tell if they're legitimate? What is a legitimate estate agency? And these are all questions that you could be asking if you are unsure. I mean, obviously, there's all the big corporate agents that we've all heard of, your Savills, your Knight Franks, your Winkworths. Um, they're all reputable, aren't they? And you've heard of them before. But you might be using a local um, estate agent that's only got the one branch. And that's great in itself because, obviously, you know, a lot of the time they are area specialists or specialists within their field, which is a brilliant thing. Um, they've got that kind of local knowledge. They've got the um, relationships with a lot of local people. So nothing against using a big corporate or a smaller independent. They both serve their purposes. Absolutely. Uh, but if you do think, oh, I'm a little bit suspicious about this agency, here's some things that you can check. So are they registered with like a property redress scheme or the property ombudsman? That is a big clue because they have to be registered with one of those. Um, are they registered with one of the three approved deposit schemes? So these are where your deposit is held when you pay your holding deposit, when you pay your um, damages deposit, particularly the damages deposit, because that needs to be held in one of these schemes so that if there's any dispute at the end of your rental period, um, that you it's not you know with the landlord and it's not with the agent, it's with it's in, held in one of these um, deposit schemes so that yeah no one can run off with that money basically so one of them is tds which stands for the tenancy deposit scheme one of them is dps which is the deposit protection service and the third one is my deposits so make sure you're asking where is my deposit held um if you're renting well the agents just to jump back on myself there <laughs> should definitely be a member of one of those three if you're renting directly through the landlord and you found the landlord through a friend or um like if you go on right move or zoopla or booming or open on the market um all of those property portals you might have come across open rent um, now that there's various different websites that are like open rent and not to go into too much detail about this because I'm digressing, <laughs> uh, which I will tend to do, by the way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, open rent is where landlords will advertise through like a company, but the company has absolutely nothing to do with it. Basically, you're renting directly through that landlord. So if you are renting directly through a landlord, insist on having an assured short hold tenancy agreement, an AST. Um, they can be drawn up. They can be drawn up quite easily, but I would like to think that landlords have them themselves. Um, so do make sure that you, you're signing something and you're not just giving a handshake or agreeing a verbal deal get it in writing in an AST tenancy agreement um, and that your landlord is registered with one of those three deposit schemes that I mentioned earlier. So my deposits, DPS, the deposit protection service or TDS, the tenancy deposit scheme. Um, they are big ones for sure. Another thing that you can do is you can actually check the landlord's details against land registry. So if this person is claiming to own the property and that they're renting it out, um, you can actually go online to the land registry. It does cost a small fee. I'm not entirely sure what that is. I think it's about three pounds. Um, I pay a subscription for it because I'm constantly looking on it. Um, so, yeah, you pay the small fee. 
Um, and then in doing so, you can kind of check who that who the owner is of the property. Now, if they are onto this and they kind of um, they can, you know, they spin a web of story of, oh, that person's the, like my friend and I'm actually renting them it, the, the property for them or, or some spiel that they give you. Ask for you want to meet that person. You want to meet the person that is actually renting it. So ask for proof of ownership of that property. That could be a utility bill, for example, in their name if they are living there. Um, it could be various other things that you ask for. But my main thing that I want to hammer home is that if you ask these questions, it will at least put them off. They will be on to you knowing, okay, this person knows a lot more. They're going to be hard to scam. I'm getting a lot of questions um, and it should put them off. So please make sure as a general rule of thumb in the property industry, ask questions. You have to. <laughs> um, and another point is always view in person. So when I was describing these stories early, um, earlier, the majority of them did not go and view these properties in person because the uh, landlord, again, in inverted commas, <laughs> is saying, oh, I, I've got COVID, so you can't come and see it. Or because of COVID, I'm not actually going to be around or I'm abroad and I can't get back because of COVID. Uh, but then they'll probably spin some emotional story of, oh, I, you know, I really need the money or I don't know. They will give you something to pull on your heartstrings, I'm sure, because that is normally involved in a scam deal, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, please make sure that you always, always go and view it in person. Um, that's a, that is a big, big thing because you want to make sure it matches up with the picture. You want to make sure that that person that you've been talking to is actually the landlord and that they've got the keys to the property. Um, do not ever pay anything before the viewing. Um, after the viewing, the usual steps are you pay a one week holding deposit and then you go through all the referencing and then you pay a five week damages deposit, which is held for the duration of the tenancy. And then that should be returned to you in full um, subject to any kind of major damages like you've punched a hole through the wall. Obviously, fair wear and tear is a different matter. Um, I'm going to go through these points um, in more detail when I go through the rental process in another episode. Um, but your first month's rent upfront is also paid before you move in, minus that initial one week holding deposit. Okay, lots to take in. I know you can go back and listen to this again, though, if you need to. <laughs> um, and like I said, more on that coming soon in my how to rent episode. Um, if you're renting through an estate agent, the deposit will be paid directly through the estate agent to one of those three um, deposit schemes, not the landlord. So that's another thing, because some landlords have been posing as agents um, and then they will say, oh, um, you know, we can't pay, you know, just pay your deposit direct to the landlord. No, that's not a thing. Don't do it. <laughs> um, and also check the email addresses very carefully of who you've been talking to about a property because like I said these scammers are sophisticated um, and they have sometimes been like copying the address of the agent but maybe they'll change a digit or they'll do something slightly different um, to the estate agent's name so check the emails make sure that there's no little silly spelling mistakes or something um, that would indicate that it's a fake email. Uh, lastly, you could always hire someone like myself. <laughs> so at the beginning of this episode, little cheeky plug for myself, right? Uh, at the beginning of the episode, I was saying that I'm a property finder. This is what I do day in, day out for a living. I've helped over 600 people move to London um, and find their dream home. So yeah, I, I know what I'm doing, okay? <laughs> or I like to think I do anyway. <laughs> 
Um, and more on what I do in another episode that will be coming soon. Uh, but yeah, if you need help with something like this, get yourself a property finder um, because they can save you time, they can save you money, they save you hassle. Um, that is what we are here to do, make your life easy, basically. So a quick little breakdown of this first episode. Like I said, I want to bring you like bite-sized bits of information. So hopefully it's not too much to take in, but at the same time, you are still learning something. Um, so let's go through these main points to kind of take away from this episode. So one, use agents, not social media sites. Um, two, check where deposits are held. And if necessary, who owns the property or proof of ownership. And three, visit the property. Make sure you go and view it. And ideally, again, normally you would be viewing that directly through the estate agent or who ever is claiming to be the landlord. And again, you can verify that proof of ownership um, with the land registry or asking them for proof of ownership. Like I say, general rule of thumb in property, ask questions because if someone is doing something that they're not supposed to be, they will be put off by the fact that you are asking these questions. So hopefully you have got those questions um, from this video or this podcast. Right, it's test time. Yes, there's the bell. Uh, let's see if you have been paying attention throughout this episode. So I said at the beginning that I was going to be asking a question at the end of every episode. You get a little test and then I will be revealing the answer in the next episode. So my question this week is, name the three approved deposit schemes. There you go. Write them down. Um, yeah, and I'll give you the answer in the next episode. Okay, there you go. Pens down. Episode one of Property School is complete. You have smashed it. Uh, if you listen to this on a podcast, don't forget that you can actually also watch this on YouTube and IGTV, where it's also available, um, and vice versa. If you've been watching this on Instagram TV or on YouTube and you think, oh, actually, you know, I'll pop this on in my car or when I'm traveling or on the tube or whatever, um, you can also get it from wherever you get your podcasts. So there you go. Uh, you can find me on socials at Lexi Carducci, where I've got you covered with all things property, and that's across all socials. So I hope to see you over there, and I will see you next week for episode two. Right, class dismissed.